Corinthians chapter number 2. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 is where we are going to uh, take our text from. And uh, while you're turning to that place in Scripture, if you will, stand with us for the reading of the Word of God. We have been preaching here in our sermon series on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we have, uh, uh, we have uh, here been talk, we have been preaching on uh, the person of the Spirit. And uh, we had started uh, in regards to that Wednesday night. And uh, we are going to be looking here at, if I can uh, say this tonight, uh, to help us as we look at these things, we're going to be looking at the personality, if, I can, if that makes sense. When I talk about the person of the Spirit, uh, that we are, we are looking, and, and I will highlight here again, but we, are, uh, we, are, we were talking Wednesday uh, in regards to the fact that the Holy Ghost, this is uh, the Spirit of God, is much more than just sensation. It is more than just excitement. It is more than a shout. It is more than just a rejoicing. But it, He is. He is personable. He is the blessed third person of the Godhead. And uh, so we are looking here at this. And uh, this uh, biblical foundational truth of the person of the Spirit and so we're going to look here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and look with me at verse number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 10. And we're going to read here down to verse 16. If you're there with me, won't you say amen. The Bible says, But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And so tonight, again, we're going to look here at this. The person of the Spirit. Would you help us to pray? Father, once again, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you, your anointing. I thank you, every heart and life represented here in this house tonight. Those that would be watching through the live stream, we just pray and ask that your anointing touch every heart, every ear. 
I pray your word come alive, anoint us tonight. Lord, be our helper. We know without you we can do nothing. And I pray anoint my mind and lips to preach. I ask, Lord, you challenge us. I pray the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, reveal himself. Deal with us and draw us. And Father, we'll be quick to give you thanks and praise. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated this evening. I want to, if I can, highlight just a couple of things and remind you where we left off on Wednesday night. I want to remind you of the fact of a little bit of what I just said in this introduction. In the fact that sometimes I believe sadly that we have reduced the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, to a type of sensation. As a matter of fact, I have heard that some who do not agree with or think that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is relevant for today or that the church can no longer operate in the gifts of the Spirit or that the Spirit-filled life was something that went away with the New Testament church uh, in regards to the apostles There are some that teach such things and believe such things. And I've heard them, Brother Marvin, say things such as, that is nothing but sensationalism. That is nothing but conjuring up excitement. That is nothing but trying to, to, uh, a, a form of entertainment to try to get people worked into a frenzy. As you know and I know and as you have come up and been around Pentecost at any time, You must know and understand that there are things that we have been judged over. We have been laughed at and scoffed at. There have been things that we have been uh, deluded down by some that we are so weak-minded that we need such crutches. And and there are some that would tell us that such belief of things, uh, that it is a crutch for a weak mind. Uh, That it is just uh, that we're reaching and we're grasping and we're pulling for something and trying to create something. But friends, tonight, let me remind you again of the fact that a man or a woman who has an experience with God, a man or a woman that has an experience with the Holy Ghost, I have said before and I'll say it again, such a person with experience, we are not held hostage to a person who has an argument. Amen. There are some things, let me just say, that are better experienced than they are explained. There are some things that I have tried. I have tried to tell folks. I have tried. And especially you take folks that are seeking the baptism. And there are questions. And they'll say, well, what will it be like? Or "How? what should I expect? Or what will this be like? Or what will that be like? And there are some things that you can encourage and point in the right direction. And, and things that are needed. And I believe things that the Word of God lays out. Uh, for us in our pursuit to be filled uh, in our pursuit of the Spirit of God. But uh, there are some things that I've often said, you are just going to have to experience what God will do and how He will move upon your heart and upon your life and how 
now he will reveal himself. Because of this fact is that it's not a blanketing term that it's just like I said excitement or that it's just tears or that it's just a shout. But because the Spirit of God is a person, because the Holy Ghost is a person, just like God the Father. God the Son, I want you to understand that He is. He is a part of the deity, of the Trinity. Amen. A part of the Godhead. We find that from the beginning in creation, the Spirit of God is revealed. As the Word of God said, the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep. We come to find out from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. We see the manifestation of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And I want to say tonight, because He is personified, He is also personal to you and to me. Hallelujah. Did you know tonight the Holy Ghost wants to reveal the mind of God, the will of God, the plans of God, the purpose of God, in your life, I want you to understand tonight is that as we look at our lives individually and God has designated divine appointments, I believe he has designated, Brother Eli, places and people and areas where our lives are going to intersect and intercede with others, where we are going to have impact with others. Therefore, Sister Amber, he will equip you he will empower you and he will make himself personal to you just like he has to me just like he has to you brother Michael and you brother Hemphill oh tonight I'm glad it's just not some general blanketing statement but I'm glad Jesus said oh that he shall be in you and he shall be with you he'll be with you until the end of the age he'll be with you eternally he'll be with you with that promise that is enduring he is with you amen as he has been endorsed by God the Father and God the Son oh tonight can I tell you I do not want in my life or yours the Holy Ghost to be diminished to some sense of sensationalism but he is he that abides in me and abides in you and abides in the house where there are those that would be like-minded. Oh, have you ever noticed? Have you ever sensed? I want you to think about this for a moment. You know how it feels when you know when he has walked into the room. You know how it feels when his presence comes and just sets right on top of us. When he has his way and his liberty, amen, to begin to move. You see, what's interesting is why we must understand that he is personable. It's because if we simply look at him as feeling, as excitement or emotion. I said this Wednesday, there are those who would say, well, I'm not excitable. There are those who would say, I'm just not that emotional. There are those, 
that would say, well, I ain't got to shout. There were those that would say, you'll never catch me acting like that in church. And that's all for a different sermon. That's all for a different time. I'm not going to stop and harp there. But I will say this. Is that what happens when we reduce him to that fault? Then we treat him like he is optional. We treat him like we could take it or leave it. But you see, it's hard to ignore a person. It's hard to ignore somebody who comes in. Brother Eddie, and he knows you inside and out. And he knows your heart. And he knows my heart. It's hard to reject a person. And the person of the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you tonight. It's amazing what happens when he walks into a room. When he speaks. When he ministers. And when he touches as you look across a building, I'm, I, I often say I get a bird's eye view, if you will. I can look out here in a service and I can watch. I can see when he's moving on hearts. I can see as folks begin to respond to his presence. I see what happens when hearts are open and begin to worship him. I see what happens even in preaching when I'm looking in your, in your eyes and I'm watching your expressions. Oh, and sometimes, sometimes our expressions are like we'd rather be somewhere else than here. Sometimes you've got to look like you'd rather be taking a nap somewhere. There are some times you got to look like you're mad at the world. That's why God told Jeremiah, he said, don't be afraid of their faces. Because sometimes, Brother Tobin, the faces can intimidate you. The faces can discourage you. But here's what I will say. I know when the Holy Ghost is working. Because, Sister Brenda, when the Word of God begins to work, and He's turning things over in somebody's heart, and you're watching tears fall down somebody's face you're watching somebody and sister Mildred that you can see the lights coming on you can see that God's revealing himself by way of the comforter by way of the Holy Ghost it's an amazing thing to see oh and he'll move on Don Segura in one way and he might move on Eddie in another way and sister Rivier in another way but I'll tell you this he will do so individually because he speaks your language he knows your heart he knows your mind and he knows exactly what you need hallelujah there's times there's times oh you can get bent out of shape with me think I've been talking to somebody about you think I've got an inside track you think somebody texted me before church and told me all your business. That hasn't happened. I'll tell you what it is. It's not Jacob Smith. It's the Holy Ghost. And if we will allow ourselves sensitive, there's times, there's times, Brother Tobin, in preaching, I will stop and I will say, I've said it out loud. I've confessed it. I've got to just say this right here. 
And there's been times I've thought to myself, why in the world am I saying that? Oh, not the fact that I've lost control of my ability to speak for myself, but why do I feel an urgency? Why do I feel compelled sometimes to speak about something specifically? It's because the Holy Ghost, He knows the mind of God. He knows what you've been praying. He knows what you've been seeking. And He knows the words you need to hear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why give me a Holy Ghost preacher any day of the week besides a six-foot icicle who got their message somewhere off the internet or in a Joel Osteen book. You don't need to learn again how to be a better you. You don't need to know how to, how to you know, how, well, did you know... Did you know, Brother Heath, and I kid you not, did you know that there was a, that they, a a marketing tool, another thing to buy, that they sold a block, they sold a block, had his picture on it, and you could push a button, and it would give you an affirmation. Now, I don't know what the affirmations were. It might have been said, you're so handsome today. You're going to make a million dollars today. Everybody loves you today. I, I don't know what it said. but And you know what? I don't know this for fact, but I think I'm pretty safe in saying he's probably sold a million dollars worth of them. And I, and I thought to myself, if I made me a cube to pass out to the church folks, it would have one message on it when you push a button. Get into the Word. Find yourself a prayer closet. Find out what God has to say. Can I tell you, friends, we have seen every gimmick and every trick in order for people to feel like they're receiving some kind of revelation. I'm here to tell you, I need a block or a magic cube or an eight ball to tell me anything, but you get me in an anointed service where the Holy Ghost is moving. He'll reveal the mind of God. He'll speak, he'll convict, he'll draw, he'll call you out. Oh, I don't need just a random word. I don't need a positive affirmation. I need God to speak to me specifically. I need him to speak. I need him to deal. Sister Lindy, I'm dealing with real life things. I've got real life problems. I'm fighting real life devils. And I need God to speak to me. You know what the Holy Ghost does? He speaks in real time. Come on here. He speaks in real time. What's said is not a six month delay, it's not 30 days old past expiration, it's not crusty, dusty, dried up, and dead. Come on here. But the words of God, Brother Eli, are alive and powerful and real. Why am I saying all this? It's because I want you to understand, we said Wednesday that a person, in order to be a person. Now, when I talk, when I use the term person, you know tonight I'm not talking about flesh, blood, and bone. 
we find that, that, that in the Godhead that it was the Son of God who came God in the flesh. What did the Word of God say? Emmanuel, God with us, Christ with us in the flesh. John in his gospel said, we handled the Word of life. We touched Him. We sat with Him. We ate with Him. We sat at His feet and heard Him preach. All of these things, we handled Him. One fellow said it like this. He said, Emmanuel was God with us. Calvary was God for us. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost is God in us. Hallelujah. I want to say tonight that as we look at this, when we talk about the person of the Spirit, for a person to be a person, there has to be intelligence. There has to be will. And there has to be emotion. We find in the Word of God that the Spirit possesses all of these. The intelligence of the Spirit. Listen to me tonight, church. If there's ever been a day where we need to know the mind of God, we better know it today. You better know it today. There's so much foolishness going around. And when I say foolishness, I'm just not talking about false doctrines, false prophets, false teachers, and false expressions of faith and all that kind of stuff. There are many of you, you've been rooted and grounded in the church for many years and you've had solid biblical teaching. There are some things you know better. You know better. Even if you went off to go off the deep end, you'd have to run and kick against the pricks to get there because you know better. And we're endeavoring. When we talk about, when Brother Clinton and talked about restoring the message of Pentecost, dealing with the fact, the message of Pentecost, dealing with the person of the Spirit, and what happens when God's people get the mind of God, when we walk in the Spirit. The Word of God says this, when I say I'm not just talking about false teachings, false prophets, and all the foolishness that can happen in a church. What I'm talking about is also the fact of the foolishness of our flesh. It got quiet there. Somebody missed a spot to say amen. The foolishness of our flesh. The foolishness in our humanity. The foolishness of our feelings. Hear me. What happens is, is when we talk about the mind of God, we can sit around and we can pride ourselves that we have sound biblical preaching. We pride ourselves of the fact that we don't go to stupid extremities in order to put on some kind of quote-unquote worship experience. We do not pride ourselves in program after program. We pride ourselves in a move of the Spirit. But here's what I want to say to you tonight, church. I believe what the Lord, the Holy Ghost would want to say. All of these things that we can pride ourselves in, that we can wear a badge of honor, that we can say, well... Oh, Brother Jake, you ain't got to worry about him being one of them prosperity preachers. You ain't got to worry about us being out in left field. We can hang our hat and wear our badge and say, Hallelujah, bless God, we're righteous, ain't that great? And that is something good to be proud of. But, Sister Laura, what good does it do us if in our personal lives we are not led by the Spirit of God? If in our personal life, and let me even say it like this, in your 
private life. If the Holy Ghost is not permitted to reveal the mind of God and the will of God to you, I want to tell you His purpose, plan, and power is not just a Sunday and it's not just a Wednesday. I'll tell you, I will confess to you that when I got up Monday morning, Sister Jerry, I needed the mind of God then just like I did Sunday. Yesterday morning, Brother Keith, I needed the mind of God then just like I did Sunday. Oh, but we find ourselves trying to live from experience, service to service. But I want to tell somebody here tonight, real victory for you, real victory in your life, real victory over sin, real victory over your flesh will come in the day-to-day surrender to the Spirit of God and let Him speak and show you the mind of God in your day-to-day experiences. Hear me. Did you know tonight, and I'm, I'm, I already know I'm getting way off my notes, that's okay. Did you know tonight that down to things, now listen, where's, where's oh, Brother Michael's in the booth. Brother Michael, most recently Sister Gloria, Brother Eddie, there's some, there's some in here. Not too long ago, Brother Tobin, down to the simple aspects of your employment, where you are working, what's going on. Folks would come and say, would you pray? Would you help me to pray the Lord's will for employment? Would you help me to pray the Lord's will? And can, can, can I just pastor you for a second here tonight? Thank you. Okay, I got, I got one, so I'm good. Let me tell you something. If employment, and, and folks are saying, well, I'm, I'm praying, I'm praying the will of God. I'm praying, the, I'm, I want God's will. And I am, I am tired, I am so tired of seeing folks that are backsliding over minimum wage because they rush into decisions. They're not praying, they're not being honest with an employer, not being up front, won't dare speak up and say, hey, look, I, I told some folks, I told somebody the other day, I said, you want me to send a letter? I'll type up a letter. I'll tell that employer, this is what they do at this church. They're not just taking off. Because I know how it is. You get, you get some folks and they'll say things like, well, you know, uh, uh, I, I need off for, for church. And there's a lot of employees, oh, yeah, I've heard that one before. I know what you'll be doing. You're going to be fishing. You're going to be at the Astros game. You're going to be whatever. You're not going to be in church. And I have told folks, I said, I'll put my name to testify to the fact they can call me on a Sunday and you'll be here. They can call me on a Wednesday and that you're going to be here. What am I trying to say? Employment, relationships, involvement in all areas of life, financial decisions, the list goes on and on and on. I want to tell you, you need the intelligence of the Spirit of God to give you direction in these areas. If you are frustrated in one of these areas, if you are frustrated, did you know tonight, and again, I'm just pastoring, it's Wednesday night, I'm, I'm what I'm calling treaching, a little bit of preaching, a little bit of teaching. 
Did you know tonight if you're frustrated financially and you're trying everything you can and everything you, everything you can figure out, you've tried bartering and bargaining with God, you, you'll do things. Let me just tell you this. Let me just say this. If you are trying to come ahead financially and you are not going to give God what is rightfully His, you will never, hear my words, you will never come out financially. It took some of you a little while to get there. But I'm just going to tell you that. Do not. I I knew a brother in Corpus Christi. Pastor Rudy was his name. Rudy Zuniga. And uh, I, I know for a fact, Sister Brenda, he had a young couple come up one night. Up to the altar and they was crying and snotting and slobbering everywhere. And they said, Pastor Rudy, I need you to pray for us. Pray a financial blessing over us. Uh, he, she, uh, the, they were saying, we need this and we need that and we need this. And Pastor Rudy did not get called up in their emotions. He did not get called up in their tears. And he looked at him dead in the eye, Brother Heath. And he said, I want to know. He said, I haven't checked the role. I haven't asked the secretary to see the books he said but I'm going to ask you he said are you paying your tithe you know what he told him right in the church some of you would be ready to vote me out if I said this to you you know what he told him right there in the altar service he said because they had to admit no we don't he said then I cannot pray God's blessing on your finances When you will not do finances God's way. I wish I could tell you they turned things around. But what they did, they turned around and left the church mad. And they went to go find another preacher who would pray for him in a certain. Let me tell you something. You cannot mix things. You cannot get things twisted. It's right or it's wrong. You're in the will of God or you're not in the will of God. I'm going to tell you right now. Hear me right now. I know I pick on some of these young adults. I picked on Brother Preston, uh, uh, Brother Preston, and I was te- I, I wasn't teasing. I was talking about his job and keeping us standards high but let me tell you something you don't go shacking up with folks and expect to be full of the Holy Ghost you don't go sleeping around with folks and expect to be holy you don't go and acting immoral and throwing yourself around with it when anybody walking around or anybody looks good or anybody tells you something good and think you're going to be blessed friend it will send you to hell it'll cost you something I'm telling you it's the mind of God, the intellect of the Spirit. So let's get acting like the Holy Ghost is dumb, that He don't see, that He don't know, because He knows the will and the mind of God. So it is the intellect of the Spirit. What did we read? Paul said, It is God that reveals these things, it is God that deals. He said, it is the spirit that searcheth all things. The Holy Ghost in his intellect. Listen, the word of God says this. I'll tell you when you talk about exposure. Here's what I believe. You've heard pastors say this before and I'll say it again. I believe 
that God will go out of his way to deal with you and convict you first to get you to repentance before you are exposed and embarrassed. You hear me? I've heard of these prolific preachers. And I'll say it because I, I've, heard, I've heard him say it. I've heard it said. Matter of fact, I heard the messages of the camp meeting before Swaggart fell. I heard the messages that David Wilkerson and, and, and that, uh, what's our brother from uh, Texarkana? Been, been an evangelist for years. Brother Don Brankle. Those men of God preach, and, if, and knowing what you know now, if you go back and listen, you know what God was trying to do? Wake up. Trying to tell you something. Trying to deal with you. Trying to deal with you. Listen, because, because the Holy Ghost wants to draw you, deal with you, for you to make things right. Because if not, your sin will embarrass you. Be sure, is what the Bible says, your sins will find you out. If you got a problem with your mouth, it'll come up. It'll show itself. You got a problem with lust, it'll show up. It'll reveal itself. You a thief and a liar, it'll reveal itself. Because the word of God said, the things that are done in secret shall be revealed in the light. The things that are spoken behind closed doors, and I'm paraphrasing, said it will be shouted from the rooftops. I want to remind you tonight that when you make a decision to go against the will of God and the word of God, and you think, Ain't nobody else is watching, sir and ma'am. I want to remind you, you have an audience of one. The God of heaven is looking at you. God, the Holy Ghost is looking at you. He knows what's going on. He said to Ananias and Sapphira, by way of Peter, he said, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? There used to be a time we'd preach this in the church, but now we want to play patty cake. We want everybody feel feeling good, everybody thinking they're going to make it, but sir, ma'am, don't you dumb down the spirit. He knows the mind of God, and he knows your heart, and he's calling for you to make it right. Said he searches all things. He reveals the things of God. He searches. You know what it said? Yea, even the deep things. I told you Wednesday night, man has fascination, a fascination with going higher. We've, got, we've sent space shuttles into space. We've got space stations built. Isn't it funny? They'll find a microorganism on Mars and say there's life on Mars, but they'll abort a baby that has real life in a woman's womb. You hear me? The world is backwards. The world is backwards. But we are so enamored with going higher. And it's been proven we know more about space than we do the ocean. Because man wants to go higher, but we don't want to go deeper. And I want you to notice what the Word of God said in the text. Yea, even the deep things of God. Here's what happens. The Bible says this, deep calls to deep. What does that mean? It's the Spirit of God, the deep Spirit of God, the deep love of God, the deep conviction of God, the deep things of God. He will call 
to the deep places in your soul. He will call and sister Anna, he'll get past all the surface stuff. He'll get past all this stuff out here. Isn't it funny? Think about it. We are so preoccupied with all of this. Because if I can look, act, talk, be, da, 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 well, I can impress everybody. But let me tell you something. What is deep down, you can put anchors on it. You can try to chain it up and lock it down in the bottom of the ocean of your soul. But baby, it's got buoyancy. It will come to the top. It will come to surface. It will show itself. Hear me. And here's the thing. Jesus said, and we've been reading over the last couple of sermons, our text where Jesus said, when the comforter comes, that he will lead you into what? All truth. Here's the thing. We can shout about it. You can say, I don't want to be lied to. People better be honest with me. They better tell me the truth. I want to know the truth. But the truth is we struggle with the truth because, Brother Gary, when God starts leading us into truth, it'll cause us to look deeply inside of ourselves. The truth will confront you. The truth, hear me, it will cut you. Why? Because it's dealing with the Word of God. What's the Word of God likened to? A sharp, two-edged sword, piercing the bone and the marrow. What does that mean? I still remember I was eight years old. Why my mama got me this, I'll still never figure it out. I begged and begged. I know that's one reason why. But I'll never forget. There was a TV infomercial. This was when Rambo was really big in the 80s. And I, they had a TV infomercial. You could buy the, that survival knife <laughs> and every time that commercial come on sister Brenda whoever was in the living room mama papa granny that's what I want for my birthday I wanted and it, it couldn't be a green one it couldn't be silver. I wanted a black one because that's what Rambo had and so sure enough Eighth birthday last present I opened there it was in all of its glory I mean you thought you gave me a million dollars. I mean, that thing had an eight-inch blade on it, serrated. Why my brother Ringo, why my mom turned me loose with that, I don't know. But, baby, I mean, I put it in my belt loop. That thing. I was eight years old. It hung down to my, hung down to my knee. And I'd go, <laughs> and Brother Tobin, I, I kid you not, I'm just eight years old. I'm trying to pull that thing out. I got I to gotta get, it, get it out, you know. Me and my cousin were out in the woods. We're building forts. I'm cutting down trees. We'd, we'd, you unscrew the top. They had matches in there. They had a compass. We was lighting. We was lighting things, building fires in the wood. My first day with that knife, I cut myself. Didn't tell mama. I hid it. Brother Gerard, I was scared to death. She'd take my survival knife away from me. Never told her. I mean, I cut my finger wide open out there chopping trees with that thing. Bounced off, cut my hand. And when we talk about the Word of God, it's sharp. 
Sometimes you think, well, Brother Jake's just, he's, he's filling his oats. Sister Carolyn fed him Wheaties. He's just being ornery. Now listen to me. I'm not, I'm not being cantankerous. I'm not being ugly with you. But when the word of God goes forward and you feel it and you go, ooh, ah, that hurts. It's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and it gets in there. You know what David prayed? He said, his prayer was this. He said, scrape the walls of my heart with your word. When you go deeper in him, Sister Lindy, it's going to cause us to take a long, hard look at who we, let me say it like this, who we think we are. And he'll reveal who we are. And as you go deeper and as you go deeper, you come into a place, the deep things of God. He will reveal his thoughts and his secrets. He will reveal the word of God said, the natural man, we can't receive these things. To, to the natural man, certain things seem foolish. To the natural man, certain things just, you know, we think, what in the world? How does that even make sense? But the spirit of God in his intellect, he wants to reveal truth to us. When we talk about going deeper, listen to what David said in Psalms 139. Verses 1 and 2, he said, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsetting and my uprising. Listen to this. Thou understandest my thought afar off. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what your thoughts are before they ever formulated words. Before they ever became a concrete belief in your heart. David said, you understand my thoughts. Why? What is this? Brother Eddie, this is the intellect of God. It's the intellect of the Spirit. Search me, O God, and know my heart. This is verses 23 and 24. Try me and know my thoughts. Listen to this. If you really want to shake some things up in your life, pray this next prayer. And see if there be any wicked way in me. When you start to pray that and you really want to go deeper, get past the surface. Get past your knowledge. Get past your traditions. Get past your family heritage. Your family legacy, what Papa did, what Mama did, whatever. We've been preaching, I've been saying in these messages, we've got to know God for ourselves. You've got to know Him for yourself. Thank God for people who've taught us and revealed and lived it before us, but you've got to know Him for, him for yourself. And when that happens, it's when there is a person who stands face to face with the Spirit of God. And say, I'm willing for you to take me deeper. Let me tell you this. You can never go higher until you've been deep. You cannot set on heavenly places until you've been taken deep. Until the mind of God has revealed some things. And I'm just going to say this. You can leave here all inspired. Oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. But get ready. Because it'll be hard. Get ready because there might be some things that you realize and say... Boy, I didn't know that I was like that. I didn't know I thought like that. I didn't know that I carried that attitude. I didn't know that my conversation was that way. I didn't know that I was that proud. 
I didn't know that I carried and treasured some of those secret sins. You understand what pastor's saying tonight? Let him reveal. says, you can't know this by way of the natural man. It's going to take the Spirit of God to reveal it to you. It says here, they have to be spiritually discerned. I'm going to tell you something tonight, church. There are some of you that are in places and positions in your life. Your pastor can tell you all day long, I can be reasonable with you. I can prove to you why you should or should not do certain things. But until you have received it, until you have received that spiritual discernment and you have allowed God to reveal why He does or doesn't want it in your life, it is only then that you're going to grab a hold of it and it's going to be made applicable in your day-to-day living. Hear me. Only then. I can preach to the cows come home. I can have a thousand different sermon series and repackage the same message a thousand different ways. But until you get spiritual insight and spiritual revelation, which only comes by the intellect of the Spirit of God, you will be spinning your wheels. We can say we want revival. You can say all day long you want power. You can say all day long you want to be used of God. You can say all day long, Lord, I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. But you're first going to have to say, is there any wicked way in me? You're first going to have to say, take me deeper before I can ever go higher. Before I can ever reach certain places, I've got to go deeper. And see, that's the problem. Today's church, we have it inverted. We want to go higher without ever going deeper. We want positions without prayer life. We want, we want to have accolades without being accountable. We want people to praise us without our private life being in order. You hear what I'm saying? We can talk about talent all day long. We can't just have talent. You've got to have character that will keep you and keep your talent. And anoint your talent. And anoint your gifts. Well, pastor, that's fine and well for you. We pay you for you to be that way. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I love you. I'm going to tell you this. You're going to have a hard time getting to heaven if you ain't willing to go deeper. You're going to have a hard time. And I don't want to be categorized with those Nor do I want you to be categorized with those where he says, where they say, I've done all these things, but Christ said, I never knew you. Why is that? Sister Jerry, I'll tell you why. For the simple fact, even in this building, even as I look across it, as much as I love each and every person in here, there are certain things about some of you that I don't know. I don't know certain aspects. There are certain things that us coming together at church or fellowships that I don't know. There's more revealed to me as your pastor when you're walking through some difficult things. There's more things revealed to me as a pastor where maybe we're standing together as you cry over the casket of a loved one. Or while you're walking through a disease or you're, you've been going through a treatment or maybe there's been war going on in your house and there's, then there's certain things that I know. But why? It's because all of the facades have been moved away and you've allowed access into some places to where somebody can really get to know you.
for many, Christ doesn't know who you are. They're superficial spirituality. We can sing, Sister Carolyn, since I'm speaking of that, would you come? You can sing, you can worship, you can give, you can pass out blessing boxes, you can amen your pastor, you can come and help, you can go visit somebody, you can do all these things. But again, these things, if we're not careful, they can just be superficial pieces. And we use them to say, God, look at all of this. And God's saying, you know what, to be honest, I don't care about all of that. All of those things will take care of themselves if I can get you right in the deep place. The comforter will come and he will guide you, lead you into all truth. Lead you. I'm going to ask you tonight before we come to this altar. Where are places in your life tonight where you need the leadership of the Holy Ghost? What are some places that tonight you know very well you need the mind of God? You've tried to do it your way. You've tried to figure it out. You've tried to handle it. You've tried to make it all fit, and put it all together and do all of those things. Or can I just ask you, are you tired of being so frustrated? Are you tired of feeling like, Brother Jake, I just feel I'm the same way, service after service. I'm frustrated. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. Can I lovingly tell you it's probably because you have not allowed him access into the deep places of your life. And you haven't followed him there. We can no longer pretend. I cannot, as a man of God, preach in such a way that coddles you and cushions you to such a fact that you don't ever go deeper. Can't do that. I have to give an account for what I do or do not say. God, reveal it to us. The mind of the Spirit the word said, as we read tonight, he searches all things. The Spirit of God will reveal it. Your natural man won't always receive it. It won't. It looks at some of those things foolishly, but God gets past all that. And he says, here's where I want you. Here's where I want you. This is what you need to do. This is, this is what it is. On the flip side, Brother Coleman, have you ever done something? made a decision, stood for something, believed something, and you know that you stood for it, believed it, or lived it because the Spirit of God revealed it to you. And somebody look at you and say, you're absolutely nuts. You're crazy. Or maybe you yourself looked at yourself in the mirror and said, Wesley Coleman, you're insane. Because there's times, Brother Michael, that God will get you to a place. Are you ready for this? It's a deep thing when somebody has hurt and offended you. And you can still go. Brother Ringo hadn't done a thing to me. But you can still go to that person. I love you. I love you and I'm praying for you. That's deep. That's deep. 
because sometimes to get the root of bitterness out, you've got to go down deep to eradicate that thing out of your life. Things that are deep, things that are... You see, we think some things, sometimes that things that are deep is because we stand up and Brother Jacob has a revelation. He's going to give, tell us the deep things of prophecy with the things of Israel. Sorry, that's not... I'm just not gifted there. You know what I'll tell you about it? Be prayed up, looking up, be ready to go up. Right? So I'm going to tell you. He's going to get, well, I need somebody deep and spiritual that will to get into the, the psychology. The, no, 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 no. All you need, Sister Mary, is the Holy Ghost revealing himself, speaking and here's the thing, oftentimes the deep things are actually simple things. We've complicated it. And in our complication of things, God said, I've got to go deep to change your thought process. I've got to go deep to undo everything that you, all the opinions you've heard and all the stuff you've been told and all the stuff you believed. I pray tonight there's somebody to say, I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper. Search me, Lord. Reveal some things to me. Heads bowed and eyes closed all over this house. Oh, I'm thankful, Holy Ghost, as you know the mind of God, the intellect, the Spirit reveals all things. The Spirit gives us discernment. The Spirit gives us, helps us to make choices that please God, that honor God. That puts us in line and in will with the, with the word of God. Father, tonight if there are things that we know, we know it is not your will for us to be, think, act, or do. Deal with us tonight. Let us be willing to lay it down, walk away from it. Because we want you to be glorified. I cannot be in the will of God and intermingle with things that I know are not the will of God that are absolutely contrary to your word I cannot walk that tightrope I cannot hover in between Lord would you take me deeper would you reveal reveal to me Lord what it is in me reveal to me Lord what you want to do through me speak to me let the word of God cut away the places. Let there be a circumcision of the heart and of the mind. Lord, would you speak to us? Lord, let us not just rend our garments, but let us rend our hearts. Search us and know us. Let us know the mind of God for our families, our marriages. Lord, for careers, for finances for decision-making, for your will concerning this church body. We want to know your mind. If that's your desire tonight, friends, can we come and find ourselves a place in these altars? Before we leave this house, can we come, find ourselves a place to pray? Can we come tonight and say, Oh God, search me, know me, try me, reveal in me. I want to know your will. I want to know your way. Oh, God, I don't want to lose out 
because I've tried my agenda, my approach, or I've tried to finagle and work it how I want. Oh, but God, I need you. I need your mind. I need the intellect of the Spirit, the intelligence of God. Oh, to know the mind of God. Oh, Father, help us tonight. Help us tonight.